Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jai Carr, and it is August 11th, Thursday, August 11th, 2016, and welcome to Women's Grace and Grit. Today's episode is When Your Life Falls Apart, Don't Despair, Get Curious. So, um, <laughs> Uh, this is this is a this is one of my favorite topics because it's a lot of what I the basis of my work I do with people, women, couples. Um, so let me talk. Uh, let me share the write up I did with this, and then I'll kind of go into um, why this is a perfect, uh, particular delight to me. This this topic. We are taught that if we have it together, life and the people in it will go the way we want that want it to be. Ha. Huh. As the expression goes, if you want to make God laugh, make your plans as if you're in control. Life is an adventure. Life is a journey. And, but life is certainly not about what we get to control. When life reminds you that you are not in control, don't despair. Get curious. I know, easier said than done. But the truth is, control is not the purpose of life. Your adventures, your dreams, sharing your presence and your purpose are the purpose of life. And to realize these, curiosity is a much better companion to you than is despair at your lack of control over life and your people. So today I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> how to embrace more curiosity about your life and your experiences and to let go of feeling that unless you are in control, there's something wrong. Learn about how embracing responsibility is not the same as control, nor is it the same as blame. And embracing more responsibility will make you much more happier than the false belief in controlling people, controlling life, as power will ever make you. So, one of the things that... Um, <laughs> One of the things I, reasons I like this this topic is um, when I was a mediator. So in my late 30s to mid-40s, for about 10 years, I was a mediator in the court system. Um, I worked at um, Harvard uh, Negotiation and Conflict Resolution Center to get trained and did field, you know, of course, field work to um, kind of get uh, real-life training. But one of the things I found over and over was that when people either felt out of control or people tried to control others and it, was, it wasn't successful, it was a failure, that often escalated into a conflict of who was right and who was wrong. And when I would basically kind of push back those boundaries of right and wrong and say, okay, let's listen, let's actually listen to needs not getting met, Let's listen to, you know, um, what's actually being said. Or sometimes it's listening to what isn't being said, but it is being said in the silence. You can get what people are missing, which is different than lacking, which is different than out of control or controlling. And often it was simply to be respected, to be heard, to um, be appreciated, to matter, Okay? Now, these are very different things than control, power. Right? These are about the intrinsic qualities of the sacredness of every human being, the right to every human being to be treated as 
uh, with respect, to be treated as though they mattered, to be listened to, to be heard. Okay, and so a lot of those kind of more powerful needs, those more, you know, kind of I call them intrinsic, but they're also the, the you know, the aspects of life you can't physically, uh, you know, get a handle on, you can't control. That was always at the bottom of why people were in conflict, and that I found when I you know transferred uh, my mediation skills and my design skills to working with people women, working with couples, working with relationships, um, it, there, there wasn't much difference. The things that got people into trouble, either with themselves and their life um, and their stories or with other people that were important to them, whether it was children, parents, friends, spouse, partner, was confusing the difference between control and what was actually beneath the need for control or that the belief was that control would would give them. If they controlled that person, that person would behave the way they wanted, and if they behaved the way they wanted, that person would do what that that you know what they were seeking, you know. Um, and it never works that way because when you put somebody into a, a position of being controlled, you know the healthier response is I don't think so, and now you know, and often the secondary response is let me try to control you, not controlling me. So on and on it goes. So one of the things that I work a lot with people, both women working, you know, kind of elevating the quality of their life and their experiences and couples in conflict, is we really do go, we really do go towards what needs are not getting met. What is it that you don't know about the other person? And if you did, you would understand why they were angry at you or withdrawing from you or not happy with you. But there's there's no curiosity. We so control is what we go for. When actually, what I help people learn is step back and remember to be curious. Embrace your curiosity. You know, this isn't about you know trying to control somebody because anybody worth their salt, if you try to control them, will push back or pull away. Um, whereas curiosity, not only do you learn about somebody, you learn about yourself. You open up the view. You open up the possibilities. You bring in, you know, you bring in, you know, what's magical about a person or about a relationship. You bring in what's magical about life. But if you're, you know, if you're constricting and you're pressurizing for control, you actually narrow the focus. You narrow the possibilities. You, 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 you know, by default, you just leave a lot out um outside the borders. So, um, you know, and the truth is life isn't a project. It's not a set of tasks. It's not he he or she who gets to the end with the most checked off boxes of what you did every day or every year or, or whatever wins. Um, in fact, you could say it's, it's, it's if you do that, you're going to be really challenged to enjoy your life, to realize what's really, truly important to you that might be very, very different than what's important to the person you're married with or partnered with. Um, but part of the reason you're together is because on a soul level, you know, what what the soul's purpose and destiny is, is exactly complementary to the person you're with, soul, purpose, and destiny. But it's at the soul level. So, um, but when you focus on life 
as an adventure, when you focus on life as a purpose, if you focus on life as, a, as you know, that the soul has a destination, um, and you can know this by, you know, what is it that calls for your attention? What are your dreams? You know, what is it that, that you feel good when you're doing it or where, where you are with it? Okay? Um, and this is where why a relationship, a healthy relationship, a conscious relationship with your feelings is really important um, because your feelings bring information. Now, and I've talked about this before, but it, it's, I, I want to kind of pause here and really kind of take a moment to remind everybody feelings are not um, nouns, they are verbs. And what do I mean by this? Meaning feelings are energy in motion. So when someone says they are angry, I am angry. We work on you feel anger. You feel anger because before you felt anger, this this series of, of choices and experiences were had, and the feeling that came from that was anger. So we basically we make certain that anger is not a noun. It's not a thing. It's a process. It's moving from an experience to inform you. And when you recognize it, just like you recognize anything, it can be known to you. It can reveal itself to you. So anger has a purpose. It wants to communicate. It wants to say, something important just happened. Pay attention. And I'm going to get your attention in a way that's very powerful, that has a lot of energy, because there's a lot of energy in what just happened. But if you take anger as I'm angry, who's right, who's wrong, right? So then again, you're in that more of that control paradigm. Who's right? Put them in that box. Who's wrong? Put them in that box. You haven't explored what's actually going on. You haven't explored what wants to and is presenting itself for you to learn from. Um, and that's really important to do with emotions. So emotions, again, you know, um, bring information that's valuable. Um, often they only bring that information when you acknowledge it, when you feel it, and when you release it. So staying angry for the purpose of honoring what anger is trying to alert you to is not, is not, a, <laughs> is not what I'm saying either. It's not about keeping, again, because you're concretizing anger. If you concretize anger, you're making it into a thing. Emotions are not things. They're not something you're supposed to be able to put a box around. They are, they're like um, smoke, in, smoke in a gentle wind. They move. They're meant to basically you see the smoke, and as it moves, it actually dissipates. That's really what an emotion is meant to do for us. We're not taught that. We're taught, number one, to be afraid of emotions. Number two, to make them into, you know, to basically capture them and then make them into a noun to then, you know, <laughs> to then justify who's right and who's wrong. Which, again, when you begin to label in that way, right, wrong, good, bad, what you're doing is you're making a, a concrete, you're concretizing something that's meant to inform you, and you're actually beginning to play a game of, of you're, you're, you're labeling something, and then you can position yourself either for or against it. So, you know, everybody likes to be for happiness and joy and beauty and truth. Um, and one of the things I work with, women especially, um, 
is okay but what about sadness and sorrow and grief and anger and and you know those are your friends too they're not bad emotions just like darkness isn't bad um it is and it has gifts for you as well so you know shakespeare said it um and i think somebody roman or greek time he actually kind of copped this from but he's credited with saying um, nothing is uh, good or bad, thinking makes it so. Meaning when we attach a thought to this is good, this is bad, then we've made something into something when the truth is nothing is really that. Um, uh, now, don't get me wrong, there are definitely <laughs> uh, destructive and constructive acts and choices, but good or bad, <laughs> you know, be careful of those labels right and wrong be careful of those labels because by the time you get to something gets to good or bad or right or wrong there's a whole lot of history there's a whole lot of choices behind it and you don't really want to stop at the end of the sentence and say you know what the sentence actually said when all you know is the period at the end of the sentence and i guess that's what i'm talking about when i say get curious you know when when something happens in your life that you watch yourself immediately say right or wrong or good or bad, get curious about what brought brought it to that place. Get curious about what led it, what led to that experience you're now having. And then embrace that curiosity to make a much bigger field of what you want to understand, a much bigger understanding of what just happened and it will begin to develop in you more of a a, a bigger a willingness to to have a wider view of things a begin a willingness to understand there's always a bigger picture to something that's going on and your life will be bigger for that um and what else did i want to talk about this um well, you know, as anybody who works with me knows, I go control is vastly overrated um, because control isn't a relationship. Control is trying to take something and make yourself safe with it. And often the very thing that we're doing that we believe will make us safe is the very thing we will find out actually made us vulnerable, but not in the good way of vulnerable. So, um there's more on this, but I've got to wrap it up. Again, please reach out to me, uh, com. Reach out on my uh, Clarity contact, uh, Clarity questionnaire. It's through my contact tab. Um, let me hear from you if I can be of any service. Um, you know, if your life, relationships are challenging, um, and going away for a weekend or reading books, you know, it only works for a day or two or maybe even a weekend. Um, but, you know, if you want to go from, as I call it, Band-Aids and treating symptoms to actually enjoying a much happier and healthier and holy life, we might want to talk. Anyway, big hugs, and I'll be back with you next week. Take care. <laughs>